podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Good evening, it is the Day Trippers. Welcome, Andy Young with the usual uh, theme tune entrance. And it was a little bit more enthusiastic than normal, Andy. Uh, no hiding the fact that the Reds, the sloppy Reds, have just won 3 1. Uh, if anyone missed that, um, Roy Keane um, little jibe, which Klopp completely put himself, put him back in his box with. Uh, you'll, you should absolutely watch that a bit later on when it's doing the rounds on Twitter. So look, um, tonight we've got um, we've got Andy Andy Young. How are you doing, Andy? Great. Twenty seven more wins. Twenty seven, as as Gav would say, if he was on tonight. Um, we've also got um, Gar Breen. How are you doing, Gar? Oh, you're right. Nice on time this week. Is it? Yeah. No lag. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, and also we had a comeback last night from Shawnee FC um, on uh, the Fatback Four. We've got an even bigger comeback tonight. We've got uh, Jay. How are you doing, Jay? All good, mate. Good to be back. Yeah, excellent. Good to see you back on board. Um, right. So we will um, get straight into it. Um, we are just straight off the back of Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1. First and two games this week against the Gunners. Um, we'll go right back to the beginning and the team. So, Andy, um, it was the team that Grizz gave us all at 2.30 this afternoon. Uh, true to form. Uh, how did you uh, How did you feel about that one? Yeah, fair play to Grizz. I, I thought it, I was completely surprised that it was the correct team. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was so sure that we were going to see Jota starting, and yeah, Carius was was doing the ro- doing the rounds. Yeah, I tried to get that one going. Um, got a got a few on the hook, but, <laughs> and then uh, he's just signed for another team. So <laughs> I, I'm going to try that tactic a bit more often. Yeah. So yeah, uh, happy out with the team. I think we what's available. That's that was that was good to see. Um, yeah, no, no real shocks. Um, God, there was obviously a lot of worry beforehand. Um, certainly over the last twenty four hours that um, that we wouldn't see Allison and we'd see Adrian in goal. Obviously, a lot of reassurance there. Any any other uh, things that you were glad to see? Obviously, we've seen Gomez, Gomez back in the in the back four. We've seen Fabinho taking on his more sort of familiar role in midfield. I just think you touched on there with Gomez. I was, I was quite critical of him in the, in the build-up to their goal, but uh, I have to say um, he was absolutely immense during the game. Um, Aubameyang got, got nothing in, in, in the rest of the game after, especially on that right side. If there was anything I sort of would have worried about 
into that game. It would have been uh, Trent and Gomez and how, how well, I suppose, uh, Bemiang has done against them in the last couple of games. So now the lads were, were, were on it tonight, I have to say. Really, really impressive. Yeah. And Jay, we've seen the fans' choice, Naby Keita starting tonight uh, with no Hendo available. Uh, were you excited? <laughs> were you excited to, to see what Naby had to offer before the game? Uh, to be brutally honest, I think with Naby, he can be a little bit frustrating. He's got all the talent in the world. But for me, I don't think he imposes himself enough on games. So I feel like for, for long periods of time now, you kind of, you're willing the real Naby to show up, but you know, mm. ahead of every game. Um, and you never really know which one is going to show up. I think he was bright in the first half. Um, you know, I think he was winning the ball back high. Um, and, and he was showing for the ball. I think we've all spoken in the WhatsApp group. I think he, he has a tendency to hide or go missing in games where whereas I felt he was trying to impose himself a lot more tonight, which was good to see. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and, he, and he's got involvement in the first goal, which, we, which we'll come on to. But um, Andy, um, we dominated, didn't we, for that first sort of 20, 25 minutes? Um, you know, we, we clearly looked on it. Um, we had Mane going close early on. We had uh, Trent with a deflected shot hitting the bar. Um but lo and behold, um, you know, it did It did sort of start passing through my mind that Arsenal were starting to soak up a lot of pressure and, and we'd seen this before with Arteta-managed Arsenal sides that we've played recently. And almost sort of true to form, they go sort of up the other end. Um, you know, they, they get they get past the press and, and uh, they're off. Maitland-Niles uh, down the left-hand side, the ball comes in, Robbo has an absolute horror show and and Alisson just compounds it by diving far too early. I mean, what was your thoughts in those sort of 20 seconds or so? Yeah, I mean, like that, they're excellent and you just you just got to hope that they don't get one forward. Liverpool are very, very high at times. Uh, Van Dijk playing in their half. Um, you just thought that with the pace they have, that they could cut us open. But but this time around, they didn't really cut us open. Um just a horror show from from Robbo. Very unlike him. Arsenal went even good for the goal. They, I mean, it was a fluff shot. Yeah, it, it, it just totally round footed Allison, and it ended the goal. But look, I don't know. Am I getting cocky now? But I just knew Liverpool were going to turn that game around. They were they were so good. Like this Arsenal team have been sort of build now as someone that might challenge for the title. They're certainly, you know, one of the better teams in the chasing pack. And they've been brilliant in our first two games. But we are levels, levels above that team. There's absolutely no way that Liverpool should be losing again the to them. They could have been West Ham. And obviously they've got the quality of, of Amiang. Like I said, up front, they can, they can score out of nowhere. But um, no, they, once once they got a goal, I knew Liverpool, I knew I knew Liverpool would, would turn them over. Um that's super confident, but you are a top red, Andy. So that explains an awful lot. Yeah? Even, even if I didn't believe it, I'd probably still say it. Just to be <laughs> <top red>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be totally honest. I had a few doubts going through my mind because we've been, we kind of been here before against them, and it, and I know they were two games that didn't matter whatsoever, really. Um, but the money was down tonight, and we had to respond. And and Gar, we did respond. The goal comes not not long after we 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 have the attack uh on the right hand side um there's a foul david louise has just 
doing David Luiz sort of stuff there. Naby Keita gets the foul, but, but credit to the referee. Uh, I think you said, Jay, in the WhatsApp, credit to the referee. Uh, he plays on um, and, uh, you know, Salah gets uh, the shot in and it's, it's you know, it's great work and Mane just sticks in the rebound. And at that moment, you kind of know that, that things have been sort of things have been set straight there, guy. Yeah, yeah. I think I think um, I suppose Jamie and myself have talked about it a few times. They, they really struggled with the man in behind all the time. The switch of play, even the second you've just spoken about there for the first goal, and and the keeper palms it to the other side and uh, out, out of the blind side. Obviously, Mane comes straight in, but even the second goal is is that switch of play again. They they really seem to struggle with it. We thought they were going to play three at the back. Initially, when they lined up, but it was a four into a three at times. But that switch of play from the the full basket going really high, and and the t- the two wider players at times, it, it was on all the time. And then I, I know we t- really touched on the kickouts. I don't know what they were at, lads. So I know there's this Barcelona esque thing uh, where they they they'll just they'll stay that way, and they do it in the youth academy as well. They want them to play that way all the time. Don't don't divert away from it. It's it's really stupid because you're playing against a side against Liverpool. After you come out in the second half, you think right, we'll, we'll drop the full backs a, a, a bit a bit further up on on the kickouts, and even put a surprise on them and put them put a few long. But again, the second half it's going short. And in fairness to Naby Kate in the first half, he, he set that press all almost like Lallana did in Klopp's first season there. He was really, really good at it. But in the second half, he, he sort of died off a bit. And I think Genie tended to uh, to try and invert that press a bit. But I have to say, I don't know what they were playing at with that kick out, lads. It really, really went, went against him. Yeah, I mean, there was even times in the second, there was one in the second half where all Salah had to do was put like a slide and tackle in and it goes in yeah. the back of the net. Um, he, he just didn't quite anticipate yeah. it. Um, but they just kept doing it all night. Just... <laughs> Rinse and repeat for them in, in that regard. Um, Jay, in terms of you know we we go, we go one one, but we're we're absolutely relentless. It takes us about another five or six minutes to get the second goal. Um, it's a ball in from uh, Trent. It's one. It, it's something that I you know we've seen a few times before. It, it, it has me buzzing when we go we go from one um, fullback over to the other fullback uh, and we score a goal. Andy Robertson on the on the end of it, but we seen earlier than that. Trent was on it tonight from an early stage. He put in a couple of outrageous balls. Um, he was he was he was back on form, wasn't he tonight, Trent? Yeah, it was it, it was such a boost because he hasn't quite been at it. I think him and Gomez have probably been a little bit off the boil. Um, so to see him now as an attacking threat again is is such a bonus. And I think a lot has been made about Arsenal's kind of tactical masterclass when they've come up against Liverpool. I think I think too much has been made of that. I, I, I think, like Gar said, they've sat yeah. in blocks. They've condensed a lot of space. Uh, I think at times they had a back five tonight. Um, I, you know, it, the, it's it's not really a tactical masterclass when you're just blocking space and then looking to to clip long. I think Liverpool in the last couple of games against Arsenal actually were the better side, but we're we're unlucky. I think today you see the goal go in in the manner that it did, and I was thinking, oh God, is it going to be another one of those days? But we just kept pressing and probing, and and as Gar said, if you want to try and move these teams that sit in so deep and block space, you've got to try and switch the play to get them to move and, and vacate positions. And the fact that the goal came, I think it was from Trent to, to Robbo. That's two, two of your fullbacks combining. 
shows the attacking intent that we that we showed right through the game. You know, not only off the ball in our press, but again, how we moved the ball. We moved it quickly. If you want to try and dislodge Arsenal, who seemed quite compact and happy to sit in, if you want to dislodge him, you've got to move it quickly. And we did. We we looked bang at it tonight. Yeah, Jamie, it's I mean, almost it's almost if lads Arteta has just got players doing what they should do best. That's hmm. it, it, so. If you look at El Nani, just breaks up play and gives a simple uh, Jacker. It's the same sort of player. So he's got players playing, you know, to, to their own spec. He hasn't got them overdoing. He's not. That, I think as a new manager, mate, that's. That's that as a new manager. That's all you can ask for. I think he's had to come in. Yeah, hundred percent. And he's doing it well. He's doing it well. Yeah, yeah. And you, I think you know, it's one of them. It's, it's. I think. I think with top managers, you've got to. He's, he's pragmatic, Arteta. A lot. Of, a lot of uh, big teams, if you want, or top six sides, will come and try and attack Liverpool, and that's playing into our hands. We've seen Tottenham yeah. come and try and do that over the years, and we've absolutely steamrolled them. So at the same time, whilst I was a little surprised with how much they were trying to build from the back. You've got to admire the pragmatism of the fact that he came here with a game plan. And to be honest, they did expose us with the clips, uh, particularly down Trent's side a couple of times. I think there was the chance from Lacazette. He could have finished it. You know, it could have been a different game. So, um, you know, I I think it it probably wasn't pretty on the eye. But if if you're an Arsenal fan, there was probably a few green shoots there. And let's be honest, they were up against, you know, the cream of the crop there. Liverpool are something special. Yeah, I mean, MK says the Arsenal myth has been debunked, um, you know, put down professionally. I mean, I, I actually think, uh, Andy, that, that that interview that Klopp, you may or may have not seen it, but he was like he, he was on speed or something there in that interview. And I think <laughs> I, I, I think it was probably less down to the, you know, the, the probably the Roy Keane comment that he heard prior, probably just tipped him over the edge. Mm. But I think he was I think. He was so animated because he he'd seen that Arsenal had given him a kind of a puzzle to to kind of overcome, albeit in a in two you know relatively meaningless games. But I think Klopp loves nothing better than to overcome these kind of sort of obstacles and situations. I think that I, I, I like I think he goes away from that tonight, just feeling like we are completely unbeatable now. Like where do you see it? See this? From a mentality standpoint, I think first and foremost, Klopp loves an entertaining game, and he loves a close game, and he buzzes off the fact that it was very close towards the end, and we we got the we got the third goal that we really needed throughout. Um, yeah, tactically, uh, I'm sure uh, he said in his pre-match interview that was Arsenal giving him a lot to think about. Carragher done a, far, a 40 page dossier and how he expected <laughs> Arsenal to play at the start <laughs> and uh, with their, their kind of wing backs coming inside and playing as midfielders. And then it, they didn't do that at all, really. And Trent was, was the one that for us came inside and he was playing quite mm. central a lot. And, um, and that's, a, that's obviously something that Klopp says. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be something that can break these down, and it worked it worked brilliantly. So if he if he has to listen to Roy Kane say the word sloppy about that performance, and there was nothing really sloppy about it. The only sloppiness was okay. Arsenal got in a couple of times; they were very close to offsides. But one of the Mane played them on, on side, so you can't say defensively the yeah. defenders were asleep. They they had the players um, played offside, and Liverpool rely heavily now, as we know, on VAR with the high line. And so for, for him to listen to a pun that say that was sloppy, that first half performance is near perfection, apart from maybe just not being as clinical. Second half, I don't know what it was by design, 
but Liverpool allowed Arsenal maybe to to have their way a small bit more. Maybe Klopp told them to be just a bit more careful because they can't expose us. And um, but the last the last ten fifteen minutes we were at it again, uh, and I mean that that must have been uh, just beautiful for Klopp to watch. You know he loves that's what he loves entertaining football, entertaining the fans. I know the fans weren't in the ground, but you know they've been they've been watching tonight and that. That win tonight means so much. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. How significant it is after City losing yesterday. I mean, City must be City must be feeling fairly low now. I mean, I think they're they're a couple of dodgy results away from imploding again this season. Yeah, I think yeah. the big thing is, and I mean, you looked at those that fixture list, and and we all kind of grimaced a little bit when we seen our our, our opening games. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to go to Stamford Bridge off the back of them. You know, bringing in some big name signings. You know, some 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 top players on paper, um, and then our, you know a, a resurgence Arsenal who have kind of a bit of a hoodoo over us. You know, there was some banana skins there, but you know, if you couldn't, if we could navigate that kind of first block of five games, not dropping many points. You know, we're putting the pressure on Man City who started started later and it's actually turned out that they're the team to drop points. So I, I think you're dead, right? I think the mentality swing, even at this early stage of the season, has been massive. Yeah, it has. And and actually, if you look at the fixtures, even if you go beyond, I mean, we we, we play Aston Villa next week who are two from two. Um, after that, we play Everton who potentially could be four from four. We'll, we'll actually have had a run of games against teams who've won every other previous game. Um, which is mad, really. We're basically playing teams that are in form. And you look at what Leeds have done since they've played us. They've won two games. So yeah. we're, 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 like, we're, not playing, we're not playing teams who are, who are you know, on their asses. We're not playing Sheffield United. We're not playing Wolves who've started this season woefully. So I think it gives even more credence to how well we've started this season. But we, we get into the second half, Gara, and it's been touched upon um, they do have two chances. One is blatantly offside, and the flag goes up after. But 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 the second one isn't, and and it's a, and it's a great save from Allison, and that, and actually he saves the first one as well. I mean that's what you need in these moments, isn't it? We say it so often, but he's the big man in the big moments. Yeah, I think it, it sort of gets overshadowed a bit by by how good we are. And, and France, he's made. There's been countless times he's made saves like that in games, and you've gone. It just gets glossed over because we go and we, we we probably spank a team in the end. But the second one is it, it's brilliant. Like he's you know he he's asking Lacazette to make a decision and he's done the same as he has in the offside chance and just chipped it straight at him. He, I don't know if it's Lacazette thinks in his head he's offside again for a second time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Allison is is is, is you now in fairness, right? First fifteen minutes of that second half, we were very sloppy. There was a lot of passes being given away, and um, but then again we. It, it seems as though we 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 were sort of laid we we laid off a bit in our pressing as well at that time and then suddenly on that fifteen minutes we, we were back on it again and I know you're probably going to go on to it but you know Jota comes on and it, it's a lovely goal to, and uh, what, what a way to score it in an empty cup <laughs> yeah I know um, there seems to be a bit of hesitation about the celebration as well um, Jay. Um, we didn't see that signing coming, did we? But we've already seen some evidence of him there tonight. He got himself into three positions to score um, on his league debut. Like, if we're in a position where, you know, uh, Mane needs to be pulled because he's on a yellow, um, you know, Salah is, fl- is flagging, Firmino is flagging, and you bring this fella on with 
you know, 15, 20 minutes to go. Like he's gonna he, he's gonna score a good a good few goals, isn't he? Yeah, he looked a real threat, didn't he? I, I think when you look at him, I think you get this a lot with the type of signings that we make. He looks a very Liverpool-esque or Klopp-esque yeah. type player. Um, not only again, I always talk about off the ball, but what he's like off the ball, he's hungry, he presses high, he'll he'll turn the ball over quickly and we'll get a lot of chances out of him. But for me, he backs himself. And that's what you want. Uh, you know, you want players that can come in and make an immediate a- impact. I think Liverpool, for far too long, we've had a squad where you're looking at the bench thinking, who, who can come on here and, and impact the game? Whereas, you know, you could argue tonight, obviously, Jota's come on and made an immediate impact. Uh, Minamino has arguably been our, our best player over pre-season. And, you know, he's looked really bright. Um, more so in the week, obviously, in the League Cup, he's scoring goals. So we finally now got a squad where we can we can certainly rotating in key positions. I was surprised that Mane actually came off, to be honest. I thought he was I thought he was our best player. Um I th- he looked like a man possessed. He was probably lucky a little bit with the with the first tackle that he put in. Yeah, don't know uh, what was going on there. I don't, I don't know either. I was a little bit nervous, but he you know he's such a he's such a giant on the football pitch. You can always rely on him. Even when the chips are down, he always shows up, uh, works hard, key to everything good that we do. Um, so I was surprised that he came off, but you know, you've got to be delighted. Joss has come on, he's created chances, he's, he took a great goal. Um, the only the only question mark is, is probably the conversation he'll be having with Mo Salah in the dressing room after Mo stole one off his foot. He'll be absolutely yeah. fuming there. Yeah. <laughs> Something he'll have to get used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he got his goal at the end of the day, so he probably won't dwell on it too much. But um, yeah, I, I, it was kind of, it was almost the perfect ending to, to what had been a fairly near perfect performance, bar a few sort of, you know, moments. And, and I, I, you know, back to the Roy Keane comment, the sloppiness, I think in fairness to him, you know, I think he was kind of referring, you know, to kind of the goal that they scored. I think Kev O'Sullivan made the, makes the point in the chat. Um, and he also made a reference back to the Leeds game as well, where we were exceptionally sloppy, Andy, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, you know, we couldn't believe how bad we were really in that first game. And if you if you think of how much we've already come on, like Chelsea was a step in the right direction, but obviously it was hard to judge because it was only... Uh, half half a game against eleven men, the other half against ten men. Um, but tonight, I think, was a real statement win, and and like it sets us up nicely now, doesn't it? I mean, you know, we got off to a fast start last season. Like, who's to say now that we're not gonna that we're not gonna carry on the same way, Andy? I don't see. I honestly don't see why not. Um, yeah, the, the first game of the season against Leeds was sloppy. It was a very open game. Leeds. Showed so much ambition, and yeah, it was it was error ridden from from Liverpool's defence, not like us. But at the same time, less time to prepare for the new season. You have to have a little bit of forgiveness there. There was no errors in the Chelsea game really, and tonight there was one, um, and it was just a ball spins up off a fullback, and it just it just so happens to land right on the on a on a striker, um, so. We won't be looking at them first three games of the season saying that we're sloppy if we win the next ten. And I mean, as we, at the way we started last season, why why couldn't we start? I think we just tonight again, one of the better teams in the league so far, and we looked so many levels ahead of them. Um, oh, I don't know, I'm loving it. And to be able to bring on Minamino now, who looks really sharp, and Jota tonight, who was who was excellent when he came on, 
like how he blended in, like Jamie says, like some players you look at them, they're Liverpool, they're Klopp players. Yeah, he came on and he just—he's only been really training with them a week, but yeah, he's ready. He's, he's ready made. Much. He's yeah. ready made. It's, it's just seamless, Andy, isn't it? Just so seamless. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to say anything to him because Jota already understands what he has to do. Mm. And look, a lot's going to make get made. Obviously, Salah getting a bit of a slaughter and um. WhatsApp groups and uh, on Twitter and all that, but fuck off, seriously, Mo Salah. <laughs> like, and another night he get he get he gets onto that and he scores. Yeah. I mean, Mo Salah is a killer instinct for goal. He doesn't see outside that peripheral vision. He sees the ball and he and he's he backs himself. Now, fuck that, Mo. Fuck off of your criticism, Mo Salah. Criticizing Mo Salah for greed. That that greed. That's that's. Not greed, that's hunger. Mm, and it's bred inside cool. him. Yeah. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, he makes the right decision. And uh, like I said, jokingly, Jota will have to get used to that. Man is used to He gets pissed off sometimes. But Mo Salah is the best player in the world at the minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the competition he, he, as well is it's the comp it's the competition, Jay, isn't it? I mean, we see Mane coming off. You said you were surprised about Mane coming off, but and he and he looked and he did have a little word with Klopp, you know, and you like to see that, don't you? You like to see players being disappointed at coming off with 10, 15 minutes to go. The competition is there. We got Minamino, you know, gets on for about 30 seconds. That's before we even get down to the likes of Origi. We, we we've got yeah. real we've got real kind of you know, you might think that front three is automatic and, and it probably is in some ways. But look, the, the important thing is this season isn't going to be free of injuries. So it's it, to have that, be able to call on players like Jota and Minamino is going to be so vital, isn't it? Mm. Jay? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, I think absolutely. I think for me, when you look at the, the players' reactions, you want them to, to be pissed off. And like Andy was saying, the reason that Mo Salah has been able to propel himself to such legendary status is the fact that he is greedy. You want your strikers to 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 try and take every chance that they got, uh, and, you know, and be, and be pissed off when they don't. I think uh, just to, to go back onto the sloppiness point, just I, I think probably a little bit too much has been been made about the perceived sloppiness with Liverpool because I think the way that we play the game, we play such a high line, and that mm. if you look at the teams that we've played against today, you're playing against Arsenal who. In how they set up, they tried to get uh, create a, a shape where David Luiz could get on the ball and look to spring an early attack uh, mm-hmm. for Aubameyang to use his pace on the left-hand side. You're up against arguably one of the best strikers in the league. So so that's going to be a threat. And you're always going to give away one or two chances playing the way we do. I think Leeds was unique. I think Andy said it in terms of the bravery they had in committing numbers forward. It's not a challenge that you'd come up against. And it was kind of... You know, for, for Leeds, they had nothing to lose that day. I think they had seven pe- people in the box at one point. So, you know, yeah. I think we showed we showed that the, the the resilience to find a way to win. And then Chelsea was a different challenge, and it was total domination. So, I think I think with Liverpool, we set our standards that high now that if we're giving away one or two chances during a game, it's kind of like oh, is you know a little bit of um, uh, you know sloppiness creeping in. I I, I don't think so. I I, I just think that. Um, this Liverpool team are incredibly brave in how they play, but there are ways to get in behind us and teams have probably copped onto that a little bit and maybe it just takes a little bit of adjusting. But I think the, the overwhelming thing that comes away from today's game that impressed me the most was the hunger and the pressing. The last two games against Chelsea um, and, and obviously now tonight against Arsenal, 
we have been back to our sort of best in terms of pressing the hunger that we had to win the ball back. And, um, you know, there was times when Arsenal were trying to play out and we had four or five men chasing down the ball. And it was like a, it was like a boa constrictor, just like literally crushing the life out and they had nowhere to go. So, um, you know, the signs for the season, when you think that we've now got five or six fresh legs you could bring into that side, uh, it's always going to bode well. Yeah, it is. Um Got one one player wanted the single out really. Um a lot of great performances tonight. But Joe Gomez comes back in. Um uh, look, he's a he's a fantastic young player. Um what did you make of his performance tonight? Yeah, as I said earlier, the first goal first goal that we give away, I suppose he, he follows up Emiang too far up up the right hand side of the pitch and he gets caught out of position a bit. But listen, it's the end of the day, he's still a kid, lads, and what he showed after it. What was immense? It, it was if we looked at the team sheet and everyone's worry was was that that left side for for the Gunners coming down with Abemian cutting in off of his right hand side, and he's done it against us a couple of times. So we knew what it was about, but they set themselves up perfectly against him. That's obviously Gomez and Trent were absolutely immense tonight defensively. And mm. um, when called upon, not that they need to be called upon that much in fairness, but I think our setup was perfect. Um, Fabinho when he had to come over that side and tidy up was was absolutely immense as well in that position having just come out playing centre half uh, but I have to say Gomez uh, really, really impressed me with, with, with his performance and I, uh, I suppose one player and I don't know if you're going to touch on it was you know was Firmino lads it, it to me is a, a bit of a worry at the moment um, mm. it just it just get a ball away far too much Um uh, won the goals he does really well for in, in the move up to it but after that he just could, he just did nothing for me yeah he's lacking confidence isn't he I think Andy it's not just about the goals now I think maybe the goals thing does is the start of it but it, it's 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 eaten whatever it is it's eaten into his all round game which is usually excellent I thought, I thought Firmino was good in the first half um, he laid him off <laughs> With his, he laid one off on his, on his chest. Um, I think Mane or Salah was close coming in on top of it. Um, you know, if that if that lands at a Liverpool player's feet and we score, these are the little margins that a that a striker needs. Just something to happen, and then they're they're confident again. Well, I, I mean, I didn't think like I've been critical of him myself. You know, towards the end of last season. Um, but now I thought I thought he, he was okay. But look, Jota coming in, a Minamino breathing down his neck is going to yeah. be the kick up the arse he needs. He's played a lot of football for us in the last four or five years. A lot of mm. football, mm. Uh, every single game, pretty much that he's been available for. So you can forgive him if he is feeling like a bit of a dipper for him. There's there's players that can come in for him now, no problem. So I don't really see it as a concern. Um, but we moved off Gomez there very quickly. Gomez only came back training on Saturday, didn't he? Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And normally, normally it's when he when he comes kind of come back into the team. That's where he just looks a bit dodgy. But um, now he, I thought he was excellent tonight. There was um, there was an instance where he, he ran um, Nigel Miles out, and he just so cocky. It was brilliant, and mm-hmm. then he just he just brushed him off. He sent him into the stand, Andy, didn't he? <laughs> he said he did. Yeah, he sent him into the Arsenal end. So yeah, it was a uh, it was good. It, was good. I mean, if that was a response to obviously you know 
Fabinho slotting in seamlessly last week against Chelsea and saying, look, geez, I, I need to step up yeah. here and make sure that this isn't a kind of a, uh, a pattern that emerges for the rest of the season. I'm only playing half the league games. You know, it's, it's an excellent response. Um, one thing I want to touch on is um, outside of the game itself, um, Anfield is um, an absolute fortress right now. Um, if you think about, you know, go, going down the years, uh, going to games at Anfield, not knowing whether, you know, what Liverpool team would, would show up against teams like West Brom, Aston Villa, Stoke, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 69 league games, 58 wins, 11 draws. It's absolutely outrageous, Andy. Um, I mean, what, 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 like what teams got to do to beat us at Anfield? I mean, they've tried every which way, haven't they? Yeah. Do you know, I actually think the, the home record thing should be paused while there's no fans on the ground because <laughs> it would really, it would really wreck my head now to, because if, essentially they're neutral grounds at the moment. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> teams don't have that pressure now and Liverpool don't have the crowd to G them up, but they are behind. They can do their job a bit more professionally. I mean, they can think probably and stick to the plan a bit more. And maybe it might be, I felt it was going to be a disadvantage. It might work as an advantage. I don't know. But when they, when they were kind of talking up the home record and they were probably sensing that Arsenal after winning the last two games against us could, could take that record off us. Mm. I mean, I don't know. If that record gets taken off as well as known on the grounds. You're not going to let it count. I'm not. I don't think it should count. So I, I think if, <laughs> if, if, if I had if I had the final say in it, it wouldn't. However, <laughs> if we continue on with the home record for another season with no fans on the ground, we, we'll certainly take it. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a fortress. It's probably more of a fortress now than it ever was. Um, I often compare us with the with the really great teams of the seventies and eighties. Look, it's the best team I've watched in my lifetime. It's they're just incredible. They're just incredible. I don't ever remember feeling like the team can come back and win any game. Even if we're late in the games, I feel like we're just gonna we're just gonna score. And they score at will. They're unbelievable. They can they can notch it up a gear any time. Even towards the end there, they, I felt like there was another gear in them. Yeah. Yeah. I think the and, big thing with this Liverpool team when you look at them and is the is the variety and their ability to problem solve. Yeah. You know, it, it, we've come up against so many different challenges. And, and I think, Deco, you're, you're right in what you're saying about Arsenal. They presented Klopp with a new type of challenge. And this team, particularly now buoyed with the signing of Thiago, you know, there's so many different ways that we can solve problems. And so many teams have come to Anfield now, and whether they've tried to sit in, whether they've tried to catch us on the break, whether they've tried to go long, we've always been able to pick that lock. I, I, I was kind of the same as you, though, Andy. I was a little bit nervous. I think with the, I think if any team in the league plays, off atmosphere and emotion of a stadium it's it's Liverpool so I was probably a little bit more nervous like yourself especially if you look at the results in the Premier League so far there's a lot of away wins um, mm. across all of the of the game mm. weeks that we've seen and I think there's a big part of that is teams are able to come and express themselves play with freedom it's kind of like a training game you know they can they can mm. come and try and impose themselves and maybe be a bit more uh, risky in their passing and take more chances because there isn't as much kind of fear of failure or the crowd getting on your back but none of this seems to be bothering Liverpool at the moment they just seem very controlled even you know when things you know go wrong like it did tonight 
you, you look, think back at the Liverpool teams of old. Something like that happened early doors. We'd have been sitting there for 90 minutes going, we're never scoring now. Whereas Andy said before, yeah. we had total yeah. confidence that we were able to just keep playing our game and eventually the the, the cards would fall and, and it turned out that way. Yeah, James Shield uh, saying in the comments that the media has decided no fans equal lower levels of Liverpool. It's probably got into their head, heads of some of the fans. Uh, but the reality is we haven't seen a lot of evidence of it. I think Chris Brack... Keeps. Uh, by the way, it was Matt who, Matt who provided that stat around the home record, so I have to give him the credit on that one. But um, I know Chris Brack has been constantly putting kind of similar record updates in the chats around our record behind closed doors, and it's just not like this whole sort of myth that's building about Liverpool not being as good now at home. Um, it, it, it's just it's just getting debunked every time we play, and uh, I think as one of the other comments said, uh, we'll let we'll let Andy decide the rules around this. Ultimately, if uh, if the record uh, technically goes, we'll let we'll let Andy sort of have the last say, and uh, maybe makes a special get special dispensation, get put a case forward. Um, to the Premier League, if that does happen, does that sound like something you can do, Andy, for us? Yeah, absolutely. I'll speak up uh, for that record. It's just home advantage, calling the home and away at the moment. It doesn't really feel right. It could be anywhere. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You know, I I think at the start, Cloppy, I mean, I I didn't really catch the interview properly. I was listening and he was kind of talking about the familiar how familiar they are with their pitch and they still feel at home, their own dressing room, they're preparing, they don't have to... It's to me, it could be anywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, do you not feel that way? Yeah, I know. I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm sure the stats sort of bore this out. It's 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 take Stanford Bridge last week, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a fucking kid of a place to go to. I know, horrible, always hate that. Yeah, I mean, and worse than anywhere, yeah. And it's just silence, it's just another game for them, but. What we're, what I suppose what we're going to see, we we really won't know till you have a big enough, um, I suppose, sample size to see how no fans football really affects it because we've never experienced that at an elite level that there's been no one on the grounds for so long. So someone's going to be able to write a, a thesis or a doctor on it and see exactly how it affects do stats, do feedback, um, how how certain players respond versus. Because it's gonna see, it could suit some other players more. Just maybe their concentration levels are there. Maybe they make better decisions without fans on the ground. Yeah. Some players. Well, well Andy, you'll always have some of them players who who fans will get on their backs if 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 there's a misplaced pass or if. And Why do you think Evan are doing so well, Gar? Yeah, one hundred percent, Jamie. <laughs> Bang on. <laughs> but it must be yeah. it must be it must be a great uh, atmosphere for for a young player to come into at the moment. Because there's no pressure around you from from a fan, it must be yeah. just easy for a younger guy just to come in and, and just play his normal game at the moment because you've no pressure coming from yeah, the. Yeah, 
I think I think when a young player comes in and there's a lot of noise in the ground and they they might react they might react yeah. to the crowd and make a decision that maybe they wouldn't have made without the crowd. I mean, am I making sense here? I just yeah. I just think look, take Gerard's early days. He mm. made a lot of tackles when the ground got noisy and he wanted to make it noisier, more tackles, more noise, and throw a bit of weight around. But as he got more mature, he made more he made more decisions with his experience and his brain rather than be led by the crowd. And there is quite a few young players coming up now, Curtis Jones. You just want to give them the best chance possible. And maybe for the likes of him, he might get the best chance possible just for one season. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Everton is a classic one for me. Um Everyone, they're all raving about James Rodriguez, but I can almost guarantee if they played at home next week and he, you know, had a four or five straight passes, they would be on his back straight away. That's just the way they are. That's just the mentality of it. If they were one nil down next week at home and James put a few straight passes, they would be saying he was a bag of shite. That's just a fact, you know, and that's how fickle um, certain fan bases are. And I think Everton will do, Everton, we've spoke about it before, Everton, uh, uh, a certain club that will uh, definitely benefiting from this and bedding in um, new players and, and 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 the manager getting you know the space to breathe sort of thing. But Jay, what I'm I'm kind of glad we've got to 40 minutes without sort of talking about this too much. But you were talking about the mentality of Liverpool um, and responding to the challenges and, and teams coming to Anfield and doing certain things and are still finding ways uh, even in crazy games like the Leeds game. Um, that is the polar opposite of Manchester City right now and has been the polar opposite of Manchester City for the last season and a bit. I mean, to you, um, Andy's mentioned it as well. Like, if the, have, we, have we essentially got what, uh, our sort of our, our foot on their neck right now? Can we really hammer this home in the next few weeks? I, I, I think if you look at the two clubs, they are in totally different worlds at the moment. I think Pep, you can hear it in the City players, in how they talk after defeats. Yeah. They're so fragile. They, it's never their fault. It's always somebody else's fault. You know, you look at the Leicester game, for example. Um, I think it was um, uh, what she, you meant, Rodri had come out and basically turned around and said they didn't deserve Leicester didn't deserve it, and there's lots of reasons why. Uh, Manchester City are in- incredibly unlucky. Can you ever imagine a Liverpool player talking like that after a after a match? It's just we are we are only focused on ourselves, our own actions, and we have total faith in the plan. Whereas Manchester City don't look like they have a plan. They're they're spending money to put band-aids over a defense that structurally is 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 not set up right. So they're gonna bring in your man from Benfica, and that's not gonna solve their problems. You've got no leaders in the dressing room anymore. They've got rid of all their old leaders, and Fernandinho now is getting phased out. So, mm. you know, you're only as good as your senior pros in a dressing room. And you look at Liverpool's senior pros, you've got Jordan Henderson, you've got James Milner, you've got Virgil van Dijk. Um, you know, you've got a spine of a team and a core of a squad that are born winners and will not let standards drop one iota throughout the course of, course of a season. Whereas you look at Manchester City, where is their leaders? Where is their direction? You look at Pep in an interview, he looks fragile. He looks he looks nervous. Whereas Jurgen Klopp looks like he's had five pints on the beach and he's got his feet up. He doesn't care. 
nothing nothing rattles him you know and and that's the that's the way that's the mentality that he has built over the last you know five years um uh, you know and and it's a credit to him his backroom staff everybody involved um everybody is tuned to you know to to his way of of playing whereas manchester city look miles away from that at the moment yeah, Joe. Think, uh, right, can I just interview this? Interrupt this broadcast. There, yeah. you're very, you're very bold. Kent I believe Coastal so. Holiday. Yeah, let's says. Can't you ever read the chat, please? Look, if anyone's looking for a Kent Coastal <laughs> Holiday, let, uh, Kent Coastal Holiday, let's is your man. Uh, sorry about man. that. Yeah, I know. It's. I mean, once once COVID's gone, Kent will be. Uh, um, you know, will be a fantastic place for us to all go. Maybe on a. Maybe on a jolly to celebrate Liverpool winning of the league. I, I don't know. Um, Lads, is that is that Roy is that trying to get an England cap, by the way? But one of the comments in the chats that I did want to pick up on now that we've completely uh written off Manchester City, um and I, and I thank Jay for that uh, personally. <laughs> is that someone in the comments here has made the has made the bold statement that Leicester are the threat. Um, Andy, um, <laughs> name and shame him. Who said that? Who said- it's, it's said, it's been said before. Um, it, it didn't, it didn't stand the test of time. I will, I will scroll back through the comments and try. It was actually just before it was from, I think it was from Escapado 007. Sounds like Joe Walsh's, um, burner to me but um less than a threat <laughs> followed by joe walsh <laughs> um what do you think what do you think um andy who who is the main threat right now i mean look is it still manchester city are we our own day are we the only ones who can create our own downfall like what's going to stop liverpool from winning the league this season well look if liverpool had to be caught by Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, we, we've fallen apart and we've undone ourselves. Put it mm. that way. City yeah. are the only ones with the quality to keep up with Liverpool as they are right now. So unless we implode, it's City. Um, Leicester got talked up for a little while last season. I mean, it was a cruncher game over Christmas last year when they weren't too far off as if they won, they might have went, might have went four or six points to us, so potentially they were title challengers for a short period of time. Mm. Um, Brandon Rogers, love him or hate him, he's doing a good. He's he does a good job at times. At other times, <laughs> not so good. But they've they've started off very well, and if they click, and they've made some positive signs, if they click, they could start to stay on our tail. But realistically, have they got the endurance for the whole season to? To challenge Liverpool, I wouldn't say so. So it really is. It really is. City, City is the one that we're watching every week. It's the very one team that we're yeah. hoping to lose because mm. once once the pressure then falls off, that's when we know. That's when we can start dreaming again. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yesterday, do you know what my initial thought was when City lost? It wasn't that work. We're kind of with the league. It was this fucking season's getting cancelled, isn't it? <laughs> Jono, Jono has, has come in, you know, with a couple of comments around COVID is the thing that 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 potentially stands in our way again. Um, yeah, because it's going to be a bit easier to cancel it 
if we lose we lose ground as we we spend weeks with no games uh, mm. already it's a congested season it starts late and it has to finish early yeah yeah it's just not going to be practically possible to no. c- complete a season and if we get past January February okay they probably won't cancel because there's that much football play. Like, you know, I think mm. it's two tours or two quarters a season. They'll, they'll do their absolute best. But imagine we had a 15 point lead coming up to Christmas and the fucking season got cancelled. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's interesting are- to see what the Everton fans do if they're sat in Champions League places. Will they be screaming? <laughs> will they be screaming for the, the season to be voided then? They'll I, say, I, my gut says yeah. no. They'll say, fuck off. They'd be torn though, wouldn't they, between watching Liverpool win another league and. Oh, no, they won't Champions be. They won't be. They won't be torn at all. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing is more important to them than us. Us not like, I mean, we we've obviously won the league for the first time in thirty years, but now is our opportunity to properly establish ourselves in, in history, create a dynasty. Um, we have the we have the quality in the in the, uh, on the players and the best manager in the world. I mean, it's just could be so. We said it last season about maybe the season getting cancelled, it would be just such a thing to happen to us. Yeah. But uh, no, look, let's not, let's not worry about it. Can I bring one up here, Dicko, right? I don't, I don't know if it was, it was on your agenda and maybe I'm, uh, I'm shooting from left field here, but was Martin Tyler particularly annoying tonight? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was, he was, he was at two one. He was as the game progressed. Um, and there was, you know, the, the kind of, we, we we were we were kind of playing a little bit more of a risky game. Sort of uh, twenty minutes to go, he's making comments like draw, a draw being up for grabs, um, you know, other silly little comments, trying to refer back to times when Arsenal had, had, had got one over on us. Um, he he does it. He I mean, he, him and Neville. I, I think Neville manages to hide it actually better than Martin Tyler, which is amazing. Right, right. I have to say, Neville, you know, he, he was he couldn't have been, he was just waxing lyrical at times. He, he even had the poor yeah. get, I think, and not going out at one stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, in fairness to him, he, he couldn't stop complimenting us. Then you had that drain beside him just every time, just falling flat when Arsenal went on the attack and, and the ball was given away. And by the way, top man, you're a top man, by the way. He keeps giving it, he's looking for a shout out. So, top man, top yeah. man. Top man, top man from Indonesia. Indonesia um, rental homes are probably available as well. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't discriminate on this show. Dick and Swabby. You, you, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, exactly. We, we can, we can uh, facilitate swaps between Kent and Indonesia if that's a thing. Um, when all this dies down, um, yeah. I mean, look, I'm looking at some of the some of the comments here. Ten Premier League, uh, Maka Ten says ten Premier League players tested positive today. Um, th- like these, these protocols are going to have to be rock solid, aren't they? In terms of making sure that this doesn't become not just a sort of societal problem, but an actual problem in the game, Jay, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's that's the bit that really does scare me. Yeah, I, I think though, you know, when you look at it, it, it it's all about the testing, and, and it, it, you know, in that environment, that all these players are, can, are tested all the time, you know, so there's no safer environments, you know, if if they can obviously identify it and get them to isolate, I don't think the games are going to be a risk. It's been successfully used in in other countries, and and I see no difference uh, in, in the Premier League. I, I I think for for large parts, when you look at, it, I mean, I, I 
look, you don't want to you don't want to throw accusations around. But if you look at, um, for example, Tiago and Allison's uh, admission, you know, it was very much very much out of the blue. And I think there was rumours circulating that potentially that you know they they were going for tests and all sorts. You're going to get a lot of this throughout the course of the season. Uh, but I think that, that the general rule is, you know, that these players are in a very safe environment and in the right hands. Um, and hopefully, that as I said, they'll be able to isolate it and get the games on and and, and, and no great impact to the to the football, which is what we all care about. Yeah. yeah, right. Did you Grizz pull his wild card in fancy football and 12 of them tested positive to COVID? You would have thought a man of Grizz's connections would have got the advanced <laughs> notice on these lads having the symptoms, wouldn't you? Really? Yeah, he gets the results before the players do. <laughs> <laughs> All those connections, you know, they uh, they, they come to nothing. Um, Obviously, we've got to play Arsenal again um, in a few days' time. Klopp alluded to it on his interview, you know, about the players who didn't play tonight, the players who didn't feature, maybe players who come on for a few minutes towards the end. They're the obvious ones to play. Um, do you accept? Do you accept and expect us to to make wholesale changes? And uh, just- yeah, I would say so, right? You're going to see Minamino come in. You're going to see Curtis Jones play. Jota, obviously, would get more minutes in those belts. Probably see Origi start. Mm. Uh, Nico. Nico Williams at right four, even though, you know, Mr. Air Moilage won't be happy about it. Stimicus. Yeah, I have to say, I liked him in the first game. I know it was a, it was a handy game for him to come into, but um, mm. he... He, he recovers really well, and um, he seems to be def- defensively astute like Robbo is as well. So he, he he's quite you know just shows you with decent backup there. Um, mm. goes in at centre half. Do we take big risks or does, does he throw a couple of younger guys in? Um, keeps uh, keeps alluding to Billy the Kid a lot in interviews, which is uh, uh, that's only because you know. he can't say his second name. <laughs> 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 and neither can any of us, so like, yeah. you know, we're, all, we're all on board with this now, aren't we? Yeah, Keith's able what? to say it. Comitio, is it? <laughs> Keith can say it, the rest of us can't. Oh, Keith can, can he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy 40th to Keith, Keith today, Yeah, by the big way. happy birthday to Keith. Big, uh, big. Yeah, one of, our, one of our better recruits from LFC Day Trippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top man, top man, top recruit. He's, um, uh, he knows his football, he knows his names. Yeah, so Chris Brack's just throwing a team in there in the chat. Um, he's going uh, Adrian, Williams, Williams, Fabinho, Simicus, Milner, Jones, Shakiri, Minamino, Jota and Origi. I mean, we've seen Shakiri, you know, put it's on a good, it's good show from Chris, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not bad side, is it? I mean, I, I, I thought after the way we sort of dispatched Lincoln the, the other night, um, like all the years that you know, that cup was kind of our primary target and our only realistic target, and we struggled like hell. And now, Jay, we can just rock up to these games and throw out a team like that and, and sit down and really look forward to the game, can't we? Yeah, it's weird. I know this sounds strange. I, I nearly prefer these type of games when you get to, to see the squad players because we, mm. we know what we're going to get from, from the first 11, whereas, yeah. you know, it, we, we very rarely get a chance to see these type of players. And, and I think, you know, there's, there's so much quality in depth. Now, I'd say this is probably arguably the, the strongest squad I've known 
in my time as a fan. Mm-hmm. I know we're probably going to mm-hmm. get a few, uh, get rid of a few before the deadline, but still, you know, you look at the team that, that Chris Brax just put up there. You know, we we're now armed with a squad that can challenge on fourth fronts comfortably and not have to worry about tired legs and a drop in in our ability to press and and, and maintain performance levels. You know, you'd be confident going out with with that team and really sort of. It, I think Klopp made a great point um, when we played Lincoln. He said, "If I didn't know that Liverpool were playing and I watched that match, I'd know it was a Liverpool team." And I think that's the, the big thing now is we can put out any eleven across all of the squad, and there's an identity that's kind of. Throughout that team, um, so now I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And can you imagine, you know, as a as a squad player looking at that first team play, you know, you're chomping at the bit to get minutes and get involved uh, and and sort of force uh, force the manager's hand to give you more time with the first team. So now looking forward to it. Should be a good game. Yeah, it should. Yeah, um, I, I'm I am I'm looking forward to every time we play relevant to the competition and the team these days. Just a comment that's gone up there from. Uh, Stephen Mack or Stefan Mack or I don't know how you say his name but he's a, I know he's a regular contributor to the show um, Andy um, I discovered this earlier today um, the Ev have uh, a song that has apparently topped Miley Cyrus on <laughs> iTunes um, <laughs> was news to me they've won the first three games which is a bit of a novelty um, they've had to probably well, they probably would have had to cancel a Christmas end of season party anyway, but they're definitely cancelling it this year because they feel that they're in things come uh, come the new year. Um, what, what have you made of this whole um, Everton thing, and 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 are you seeing much of this um, much of this shenanigans on Twitter at the moment? Yeah, I've I seen they they've topped it iTunes chart. That's really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You see, look, you you are scouser, so you <laughs> you you know it's a bit different. We didn't have to put up with them growing up in school. We had to put up with Man United fans and I wish and I did fans. Yeah. But uh, it, I mean, I'd love to be able to relate to it to the level that you have. I mean, it must be absolutely hilarious um, to see the the sort of meltdowns and the carry on and the fume from from the last year and. Like real F the fans sound like parodies. <laughs> John Merrow, for example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just assumed he was a part of the party, and then the other guy, Dave Sutton. I mean, I just thought that like this is some red on the windup, but no, it's these guys are just born with different DNA that that just <laughs> just totally separates them from the rest of Liverpool. That you are just born a blue and an absolute whack job. <laughs> <laughs> like you even see the, you know, the, when they walk away from the the ground, you can actually tell by their walk. They just walk differently. <laughs> they walk like you know they've a big problem with the world. Fucking hell, they're they're great. I mean, I find it very entertaining. But uh, there's always that threat that maybe they will actually keep winning mm-hmm. games and maybe they will take points off us and maybe this this thing that they've been that's been brewing for I don't know 25 years could come true and and they have their day out um but now look it's the fall the bigger the bigger they they uh, bump themselves up the bigger the fall so that's that's always entertaining too and then they're they're really good at feeling sorry for themselves then after that then yeah. they they 
you know, they start giving out to Liverpool fans for taking uh, enjoyment out of it. Yeah. There's, there's two sides of my family. One side's red and the other side are blues. Okay. I haven't heard from the blue side in years. And then all of a sudden, this last week, I've been getting a few text messages. They're all delighted with themselves. I, I, like I, I, to be fair, red glasses off. I think Carlo Ancelotti's building a decent side. Um, and is, I actually yeah. think that they, they are in with a, a shout at top six. If mm. all their cards fall, you know, they, they, they might challenge for, for top four. It would take a big, yeah. you know, I think it would take a hell of an effort. But, but uh, you know, they're, they're miles away from Liverpool. I, I don't think there's many teams in this league that can lay a glove on this Liverpool team. But but like Andy says, it's nearly it, it's nearly worth to see them doing quite well just to see the excitement that they're going to get when ultimately they play us and we play our B team and Divock Origi scores in the 94th minute again and breaks all their hearts. <laughs> yeah, I had a comment there from uh, George in the chat. Um I'll have to scroll. I'll have to scroll to get it back up. There is George uh, Rubahama. Um, I mean, he he does go as far as saying that as you know, not being a direct threat to us, but but they'll certainly challenge um, for top four. And, and Gar, you, you, I guess you could see a scenario um, where they could, if things you know um, fell apart at Chelsea, uh, which let's face it, it might happen. Frank's already under pressure. Uh, things fall apart they'd have to fall apart fall apart spectacularly at city but things fall apart at manchester united you know they they might they might see themselves come to the the, the latter end of the season in a in a in a fight for fourth place i mean do you think ja- that's ja- jamie just jamie just touched on like you know Ancelotti has, has has a huge pedigree behind him and he's got he's got a very 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 good force of living there let's let's be honest here he signed very well uh, going forward, in fairness, Calvert-Lewin uh, is, has been brilliant uh, to start off from. If they keep that 11 fit, there's, mm. there's, no, there's no reason why they can't uh, battle for that top four, especially looking at the state of others at the moment. You've got Pep spending another 800 million on defenders to destroy them. Um, it, it's, it, it's crazy at the moment. You're looking around the teams. Chelsea the other day, you're looking at them going, Jesus Christ. You know, It looks like them two signs are going to take a while to settle in. Um, so, why, why not? You know, mm-hmm. Alan Alan comes in and he's, he's he'll suit that style. He'll suit the league and the way he plays. And um, so, mm-hmm. why can't they break in top four if you're looking at others at the moment? I think I think yeah. the big thing you touched on it there, Gar, is identity. And if you look at the top team or the teams that are challenging for top six, for example, and you look at the type of identity and, and um, uh, uh, philosophy that the coaches are trying to instill on the players, you'd mm. say Arsenal are in a good position, uh, irrespective of losing to the champions tonight. I still think there was green shoots. I think you look at Everton; they've got a they, they've got a system. I think arguably they could be improved at centre back and goalkeeper, but still the balance that he's been able to instill with Alan and Decore yeah. doing the running for Hamez, who's genuinely a, a class player, and basically been allowed to say look just cheat don't run just create and I think he's got more assists now in the league than anybody else and he's got willing runners and, and good players in Richarlison and um and Calvin Lewin so I, I think they have a, a basis to build whereas if you look at Manchester United they don't know what type of team they are they have yeah. a manager that's tactically mm-hmm. inept and they've got a board of directors that don't know who they want to buy and they're just scattergun. You look at Chelsea, I think you're right, Gar. I think it's going to take a long time for those those signings to bed in. And, and I think that Lampard's fragile. I don't think he handles pressure well and I don't think he handles the media well and and, and that's not going to not gonna bode well. So I think if you look at, the as you said, state of the others, I, I think Everton have got a chance for, for top six, but outside of that 11, 
you know, a couple of injuries, they, yeah. they, there may be a big drop off in performance. Yeah, yeah. We've got David Moyes very active in the chat at the moment, uh, Andy. I don't know if you've noticed. On his sick bed, he's, he's he's sick, isn't he, Moyes? Yeah, he's he's he's, <laughs> he's uh, self isolating, but he's 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 being good enough to join us tonight, and he's no, lashing. He, he, he was good last week as well. In fairness, to him, he shows up some good comments. Did he? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Lampard is looking particularly bad at the moment in the media. I thought he was actually quite good last year. Well, he had the protection. Of the he fact that he on, couldn't he buy players, and he was on par. Let's face it, he was on par, wasn't he? He, he, he dealt with what he had, was thrown at him, and he and he got, you know, what was kind of expected of him, didn't he? But at the moment, um, like he, he, if he doesn't, if he doesn't improve on last season, it's gonna, it's gonna, mm. it's gonna spell trouble for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, look, he had the protection of not being able to sign players last year. This year, there's a pressure, and he spent a lot of money. Um, he had the absolute cheek to say that they dropped two points yesterday. So that's that's a, a massive insult to the opposition straight away. No manager does that. Mm, yeah. They don't they don't set out and just assume, make make assumptions that they're gonna win games. That was a point gained, right? He should have yeah. held his hands up, had a bit of dignity about it, and then um he's he started to make excuses about his behaviour. He started saying, "Well, look, if I'm going to be criticised for loving Chelsea too much, well, let, well, then, you know." So that's the that's the difference. You've got you've got Ancelotti there at Everton. I mean, you're talking about a different class. Yeah, they could easily finish ahead of Chelsea quite easily, but that would be because of, that will be because of Lampard. Yeah, Andy, do you know, know on I mean? the Lampard points? Do you know you, you make a good point on how he reacts in the media? Do you know what he reminds me of? Steven Gerrard when he first took over at Rangers. Oh, in Rangers, the, yeah. It, so it's this it's syndrome sometimes you get with elite footballers that make the transition into management. I think Keane probably was 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 quite similar. They're mm. so uh, they struggle with kind of. Um, relinquishing that power. You're asking players to go and do the job rather than taking the responsibility as a player to go and do it so that when they then have to try and, you know, think, think through it and, and process what's happened, they throw a lot of players under the bus or they make yeah. a lot of excuses because it's not like, it's not something within their control. So he kind of reminds me a little bit of Gerard. Gerard seems to have calmed down a little bit with his mad shouts. Maybe <laughs> Lampard will do the same, but I just think, you know, with Roman looking at the amount of money that, you know, that, that hammer is going to swing, you know. He's and he's not going to. He's 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 not going to hold back. You know what I mean? He's he, he's not going to give him too much time. Um, they've spent a lot of money, and he's going to expect results. And I, I think there's teams at the moment that look better equipped than them to go on and challenge. Yeah, yeah but they're they're spending a lot of money without a without a plan. They they've got an awful lot of players don't mm-hmm. really don't really fit into what we've seen from them so far. I know Ancelotti's been at Chelsea before, but you can be guaranteed if Ancelotti was there now, he'd be doing a hell of a lot better with them players and he probably wouldn't have made half them signings either. There was this big thing, lads, when he when he came along about, oh, he, he was really good with you players at Derby and now you look, he's come with, to Chelsea, right? Tom, tomorrow he's gone on the back burner. Hmm. Uh, Mason uh, is, being, is being positionally, uh, you know, deployed in different areas because they have, they're having to see how Havertz is, is going to blend into that team. Uh, so you know it's so his he's immediately diverting away from uh, he's Lampard is right with you players 
and he's really <laughs> 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 nice of you to join us, Arsene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> regular contribution. Why is he not impressed? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I, I mean, Johnny Law, not just not just Moisey um, and Arson, <laughs> we've got Johnny Lawton uh, in as well. Um, you know, I mean, the trio, um, Shawnee's making some comments here, throwing the comments in, batting away challenges with these. Um, these are so-called challenges and that will take some stop. And I mean, uh, I think it was yourself, Andy, who mentioned it earlier. We've, we've played two of the top six already in, in, in the first three games. Um, you know, the, the opposition next week's in form, Everton are in form. I looked through, I think we play Leicester, um, I think it's ninth game of the season. So the, the table will probably have settled down after, after eight games. Um, you know, what Shawnee's touching on there, whenever anyone tries to build someone up and you can see this happening a mile off with Leicester in a few weeks' time, they'll be replaying that 5-2 against City and they'll be making out that they're going to come to Anfield and they're, they're going to they're gonna put it up to us and potentially break that record, which, which anyway you wouldn't count even if they did come and break it. But, um, like, do you, do you see... Do you see... <laughs> Man, to see they see the chat now. Ryan Ken's caravan has just joined in. I'm getting I'm getting lost in all this. Um, Andy, oh, do, do you see do you see any real challenger emerging? Because I, I I know we get caught up in the moment, but my God, do you mean just because there's been a couple of teams that have started well? Yeah, I mean they've, yeah, they've yeah. basically they basically just strung two or three wins together. Yeah, that's 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 it. You know what I mean? If even the shittest team in the league is going to win two games in a row, aren't they? Or three games in a row all season? So uh, yeah, look, it's very it's very early days. Um, we just have to keep going about our business. Phil are going to be <laughs> now talked about as a, as a <laughs> you know <laughs> you know title challenger. Or, you know they're sitting up around the top of the table, but I mean we. We have to be. I'm sounding like Lampard now, but we, <laughs> <laughs> we have to be taking three points there. I'm allowed to say I'm just a dickhead in the podcast, but uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be concerned at all that they've won three games. Do you see, I, mean, do you I wouldn't see? even put players in my fantasy football team. Put it that way. That's you yeah. Know. Do, do, do you see? Do you see this? Um, do you see this Leicester thing gaining any uh, momentum over the next few weeks, guard? Do you think they? I mean, they did it sort of last season. They really kind of pl- played it up that they were that they were in the sort of title race. I guess Sky have got to do anything that they that they can to make this a title race, even if we do start pulling clear. I mean, um, do you think that they will start playing that five-two up a, a little bit, a little bit too much? I think I think they'll fade away again. Yeah, Marcus Stanley has been a, a really good signing for them, but I think again, you know, past the first eleven, they, you know, last year when Madison went missing, they really struggled at times. So I suppose it depends on their consistency. But past the Air Force eleven as well, they they don't offer much. So I see them. There's always one shit team that does really well for a while and then fades off. And I think it's either going to be Everton or Leicester. Everton or Leicester. Mm. Yeah, I think one of them fades first. away. 
Yeah, I think I think I think I'll know who I'll put my money on Faden first. Um we, we've seen it we've seen it uh before from uh from Everton, these things don't last too long. Um, so look, some predictions then, bed lads. I think that's the that's a, a cracking bit of advice. Um, so Jay, uh, predictions for let, let's have a quick prediction for the Arsenal game. It's it's relatively uh, unimportant in the grand scheme of things, and then give us a prediction for the Villa game. Uh, so okay, first game up, Arsenal. It's it's difficult with the mixed bag of the the side um, that we could potentially put out. Um, but I just think the momentum is with with the club. The, the positive feeling is around the club at the moment. So I'd expect the wheels to keep spinning. Um, and a two 0 win. Um, and then Villa. Um, watched them tonight. I think the result was more of a, a, a reflection on how poor Fulham are yeah. rather than how yeah. uh, how strong Villa are. Um, I'd expect us to, to go there again. As I just think we're operating on a different level. Um, I really do. I think it, our speed of transition, our, our, our high press, um, I, I'd expect a 2-3-0 a win there comfortably. Okay, Andy? Uh, yeah, Arsenal, again, obviously echo what Jamie says. You don't know what team. I think we'll go a little bit stronger than we did against Lincoln. Uh, I think Arsenal do something similar. Uh, so I'm predicting 6-5. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I don't know which way it's going to go. I think there's going to be lots of goals. Yeah, and, some 4-3s uh, in the four four threes from Kev O'Sullivan, from Van yeah. Wright, 4-3s. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, there's look even even a lot of the league games so far. They're breaking records, amount of goals scored. Um, so I think there could be drama. Um, so yeah, someone's John says five five and pens. I'll actually take that now. I want I want to see the I want to see that I want to see us progress in that competition now because it's not just about playing players that will never make it. This is about getting players minutes that are knocking on the door. Yeah, we did it last week where we weren't sure who was going to fall out of that. 18 players um, there's going to be a few disappointed senior players throughout this season now being left out of the squad altogether um, so we want to see we want to see as many kind of games like that as possible to give people minutes so yeah loads of goals in that game I, I feel and then yeah. possibly pens uh, Villa at the weekend yeah um, clean sheet uh, 3-0 3-0 that's confident and Gar uh, it's a good big Arsenal 3-2 and I think we yeah I'm going to go with Andy a 3-0 win to Villa 3-0 3-0 win against Villa yeah sorry yeah yeah I think we beat Villa yeah I think we beat Villa yeah it's easy enough yeah I, I think Thursday sets up for a penalty shootout I really do and, and mm. Andrea has to be the uh to be the hero and redeem himself and get him back in the good books of about four four people. Um. <laughs> there's a, look there's a few people very concerned about his weight at the moment Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, I, I, I think I think yeah, a penalty shootout win and uh, Villa three-one. Uh, I think three-one. I think it'll be a comfortable. Uh, I think it'll be a comfortable win against uh, against Villa. So look, that's uh, that's another week. It was absolutely brilliant to have Jay back. We've missed you, Jay. Um, Good to be back, boys. Yeah. Don't don't leave it too long again. As usual, top red Andy. Um, we might have to lean on you when this unbeaten record goes um, to get it reinstated back in the Panini sticker books um, so good night Andy and Gar as well um, thanks glad to see your internet is sorted out finally 
And you've managed to fit a light bulb into that room as well. So um, that was a... The a room looks point. well. The room looks well tonight. Doesn't it, just? Yeah. Whose who's jersey is that? Is that Kane's? Robbie Kane. Makes me think of Robbie Kane, that jersey. Who is it? No, it's not It's not Kane's. <laughs> but it's Gerrard's, but it's signed by everyone. Excellent. That's brilliant. Very good. Brilliant. So look, it's been 3-1 to the Reds tonight. We've got a couple of games coming up, plenty to look forward to. And you know what? We haven't even got onto the subject of when these Reds get back into Europe and take on the Champions League and dispatch European opposition left, right and centre. So um, from the day trippers, um, there'll be plenty this week. Uh, Gav will be on regularly, I'm sure, uh, revelling in the Reds being back 27 more wins. <laughs> People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. What's the secret to job satisfaction? It's working in a career that serves the greater good. That's what being a Marquette nurse is all about. So if you're ready to make a difference, our direct entry Master of Science in Nursing program in Milwaukee or Pleasant Prairie can prepare you to be the difference in less than 21 months. And you don't need nursing experience to apply. Just a non-nursing bachelor's degree. Search Marquette Direct Entry MSN to get started. Sports Social Podcast Network.